Risk Factors, Part 4 of the Recovering Series. Written by Summer of Spock and read by Literarian. Summary It had been a month or so since the change in their relationship, and Haziraphel thought things were going quite well. Work was much smoother now that Crowley wasn't dragging him off for hand jobs at all hours. Aziraphale's phone pinged and he looked up from his book. A rereading of Pride and Prejudice. The themes of changed expectations were really resonating this time around. Swiping open his screen, he felt a little thrill when he saw it was a text from Crowley. He had woken up early in Aziraphale's flat that morning for his shift, grumbling about how silly it was that their days off didn't line up this week, before kissing Aziraphale with a bit too much tongue and running off without another word. It had been a month or so since the change in their relationship, and Haziraphale thought things were going quite well. Work was much smoother now that Crowley wasn't dragging him off for hand jobs at all hours. They were down to about once a day at this point, and Haziraphale admired their restraint. I forgot my glasses at your place. Nightstand. Could you bring them by? Aziraphale sighed. Going into work on his day off. Of course. But he wasn't about to leave Crowley without his glasses and have to deal with his whinging later. Yes, give me fifteen. Crowley replied with a kissing face emoji that should not have made Aziraphale's heart speed up but did. He grumbled as he took himself to the bedroom to retrieve Crowley's glasses, which were in fact on the nightstand. The grumbling didn't do much to stop the thrill of excitement at the knowledge he was about to visit Crowley. Could you please just give them to Dr. Crowley? Aziraphale asked again, biting back a groan when Newt shook his head the fifth time. Aziraphale had wanted to drop off the glasses and say hello before stopping by the cafe down the road as a little treat. But Crowley had back-to-back appointments, so Aziraphale was just trying to leave the glasses and Go. The only issue was that Newt wouldn't let him. Dr. Crowley said you have to wait for him, Newt said in a wavering voice. I can just leave them here, Aziraphale said, dropping the case on the top of the station. You don't have to accept them. Oh God, Newt said, staring at the case like it might bite him. Please don't. Dr. Crowley already yelled at me for giving him a leaking pen. If you leave, he'll... 
Aziraphale sighed. Crowley really needed to get his attitude under control. Terrifying the poor nurses was quite unbecoming. Can you get to the waiting room yourself? Aziraphale's heart skipped a bit as he turned to see Crowley talking to a young girl with tousled blonde hair. Go straight, and then to the right, the way you came in, Crowley said kindly, and the little girl nodded. Who are you? she asked when she saw Aziraphale. It was stated in that aggressive way only children seem to manage. This is my boyfriend, Dr. Fell, Crowley said, one hand coming to Aziraphale's elbow. Dr. Fell? This is Penny. Aziraphale's ears were certainly ringing. Boyfriend smashing through his eardrum and doing a jig in his frontal lobe. Hello, Penny, he managed to say. Or at least that's what he thought he said. Penny wrinkled her nose. Boyfriends are gross. Why do you have one? Crowley laughed easily. <laughs> I like Mr. Fell more than anybody else, so we're boyfriends so that I get to spend more time with him. And that makes me happy. Penny lit up. Like me and Kate. Crowley nodded, very serious. Exactly like you and Kate. Bye, Dr. Crowley and Dr. Crowley's boyfriend the girl said with a short wave before trotting off in the direction of the lobby. Crowley finally turned to look at him, and Aziraphale must have had a very stupid look on his face if the way Crowley faltered was anything to go by. I brought you your glasses, Aziraphale squeaked, holding up the black case. Crowley snatched them out of his hand face steadily turning red. Thanks. Aziraphale cleared his throat, but still felt like he couldn't breathe, so he cleared it again. <coughs> Boyfriend. Crowley looked at his hands, tapping the glasses case against his palm. I mean, um, it's not... Just seemed the sort of way best to explain to Penny. You're a co-worker, but not... Crowley let out a long, whistling breath. <sighs> oh, fuck, Aziraphale, what do you want me to say? Aziraphale's stomach was perhaps trying to dive out of his shoes or simply settle on the ground and replace his feet. Perhaps we should discuss this elsewhere. Crowley froze for a moment, mouth open for a split second, before it snapped shut. His shoulders pushed back, and he tilted his chin. Of course. Crowley led them to his office with an air of such professionalism that Aziraphale felt nearly drunk on it. The minute they were in Crowley's office, Crowley started to blabber. 
Look, I'm sorry if I misunderstood. We've been... It's been, what, a month or so since the dating thing, which is great, but I thought, what, with the history that we'd already be... I shouldn't have assumed. Aziraphale's entire body was tingling, tip to toe. How long since he had been someone's boyfriend? Years. And now he and Crowley were together. Properly together. Not shagging. Not dating. Boyfriends. Aziraphale pressed close to Crowley and captured his mouth in a kiss that apparently startled him because he stumbled back, hands colliding with the edge of his desk as he tried to keep his feet. You ridiculous, stupid man! Aziraphale said, cupping Crowley's face in his hands. Crowley's expression had turned soft, besotted. How Aziraphale hadn't noticed such an expression for so long, he had no idea. Chalk it up to willful ignorance. So you're not mad then? Crowley asked, one hand coming to encircle Aziraphale's wrist. Of course not, I just... I suppose I didn't expect you to explain our relationship to an eight-year-old before explaining it to me. Penny is nine, Crowley pointed out, and then demurred when Aziraphale gave him a sharp look. Yes, all right. I will endeavor to bring updates regarding our relationship to you first. Aziraphale kissed him softly, and Crowley made that adorable noise in his throat, like Aziraphale was some surprisingly delicious thing he wanted another bite of. Aziraphale pulled away. Well, your boyfriend came all the way across town to bring you your glasses. Don't you think he deserves a thank you? Aziraphale said, because he knew it would rile Crowley up. It turned out, part of the reason Crowley liked all that dirty talk was because he wanted to hear it come out of Aziraphale's mouth. Crowley's lips quirked mischievously as his hands drifted to Aziraphale's waist. Thank him. Whatever could he want? Do you think a fruit basket? No. Chocolates? Before Aziraphale could retort, Crowley's hand had slipped between them to trail over his burgeoning erection. Or maybe he had something specific in mind. I can't possibly know. Not unless he tells me. Crowley breathed the last few words into Aziraphale's ear, making him shiver. I want you to suck me, Aziraphale said, trying to keep his voice from shaking and failing. It didn't seem to matter because Crowley pulled back with a wide grin, pupils blown. You are a marvel, Crowley said, 
half to himself, as he worked over Aziraphale's belt and unzipped him. Aziraphale's heart was racing, and he couldn't stop thinking about how lucky he was to have come to Tatfield, to have met Crowley. This has to be fast. I have an appointment in fifteen, Crowley said as he sank to his knees, an echo of so many of their previous hurried couplings. Aziraphale's stomach clenched with long ingrained want. Crowley tugged down his boxes just far enough that he could get his mouth on his cock. Aziraphale grasped at his desk, head falling back as he moaned. He wondered if he'd ever get over how good Crowley was with his mouth. He doubted it. His hands kneaded Aziraphale's hips as he bobbed his head, bringing Aziraphale to the edge with expert efficiency. It turned out that nine months of near-constant shagging had made him acutely aware of Aziraphale's preferences. In a shockingly short amount of time, Crowley had Aziraphale's legs shaking, muscles growing tight. His orgasm hit him suddenly, and Crowley sucked him through it. The moment Crowley pulled back, Aziraphale dropped to his own knees to yank Crowley into a messy kiss, licking his own spend from Crowley's mouth until he was moaning around Aziraphale's tongue. When they finally parted, they were both breathing hard. Crowley nuzzled his neck as he tucked Aziraphale back into his trousers with careful fingers. Thanks for bringing my glasses. Aziraphale kissed him again, reveling in the way it made his entire chest feel warm. Put them on for me. Crowley leaned back and narrowed his eyes at him. You kinky fucker. I'm not the one who spends my free time drawing you in notebooks, Aziraphale pointed out, rising to his feet. You said that was sweet, Crowley retorted as Aziraphale helped him stand. Aziraphale rolled his eyes and plucked the glasses case from Crowley's desk, popping it open and handing Crowley the glasses. He looked at Crowley expectantly, until Crowley sighed and took them, sliding them onto his face. Better? Crowley asked, eyebrows up over the golden rims of his glasses. He looked so very handsome that those extremely persistent butterflies in Aziraphale's stomach winged about uselessly. Perfect. Aziraphale said, kissing his cheek. Your place tonight?